Hello, this is Sherry, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. Today's topic is peace. We'll talk a little bit about what peace is, what the Bible says about peace. We'll also talk about some things that we can do to help us experience peace when we're going through difficult times. And then also, I'll give you a few ideas of how you could talk to your kids about this concept as well. To start off, let's look at John 14, 27. Now, if you know what's happening in John 14, what's going on is Jesus is meeting with his disciples. It's the Last Supper. It's right before he's about to be crucified. He's about to go through one of the hardest things ever and his disciples are about to go through a very difficult time in their lives as well where every single one of their faith is going to be tested some of them are going to fall away they're going to have doubts it's going to be a terrible time and one of the last things he says to them during this time is found in John 14:27 it's these words peace i leave with you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you do not let your heart be troubled nor let it be fearful As I said earlier, Jesus knows what the disciples are about to go through. He knows what's about to happen to him and to them, but he's promising to give them peace. And you know what? He knows what we are going through as well. And this promise of peace is not just a promise he gave to them. It's a promise to all of us as well. I think sometimes we might have the wrong idea about what peace is. Maybe sometimes we think that peace is the absence of conflict. Peace is the absence of absence of war. It's the absence of difficulty. But that's not the kind of peace that Jesus gives to us. Jesus never promised us an absence of conflict or an absence of war or an absence of storms in our lives. But he did promise us that when we go through those times, that he will be with us and that he will give us his peace. So peace is not the absence of the storm. Peace is the presence of Jesus in the middle of our storms. Now, a little confession here. I've always been afraid of storms, like terribly afraid of storms. When I was a kid, there some people laugh about this now, and I do a little bit, although I think it was kind of legitimate. When I was a kid, I was afraid to go to somebody's house if I knew that there was going to be a storm and they didn't have a lightning rod on their house. For some reason, I thought that lightning rod was going to be the safety that was going to keep me safe. If there was a storm and if their house didn't have one, I didn't want to be there. I don't know where I got that idea. It stuck with me for quite a while. The house I live in now does not have a lightning rod. I don't even know the legitimacy of lightning rods, but that was just a fear that I had. And storms have always been something that I don't like. And I think that probably a lot of us don't like storms either. And then when we talk about, you know, I'm talking about a literal storm with thunder and lightning and all of that. But We also go through storms in our lives, and I don't think any of us really likes the storms that come to us in our lives, but we need to remember that when we go through those storms, that Jesus is with us. He is our peace. He literally is our peace. So let's look at a storm that happened or a time that happened in the Bible that I like to go back to when I look at this. I was just thinking about this the other day in my own devotional time, and and I was thinking about the different aspects of this. And so I want to share a little bit with you. It's found in Matthew 14, 22. And you can go read that passage on your own. And I encourage you to do so. But it's the story of when Jesus had sent the disciples on ahead in a boat. And they were out in the middle of the water. And it was windy. The Bible tells us it was very windy. And Jesus came to them walking on the water. And if you remember the story, he gets close and they think it's a ghost. And he says, it's not. I'm not a ghost. It's, it's me. It's Jesus. They see it's Jesus. And Peter has the idea 
of getting out and walking to him. He says, if it's you, have me walk to you on the water. And Jesus says, come to me. So Peter steps out of the boat and starts walking to Jesus. And I think that sometimes we look at that story and it's it's a wonderful story. And we look at it as the faith that Peter had to step out of the boat. And then he kept his eyes on Jesus. And as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, everything was fine. And then when he put his eyes off of Jesus, he started to sink. Jesus reached out to him. All of that. And, and that's a great way to look at it. But I want to look at it just a slightly little different way today. And first of all, I want to concentrate a little bit on the storm. You see, the boat was being battered by the wind. There was a storm going on. It was windy. There were waves. It would have been really scary to get out of that boat and to walk on the water as the water was splashing everywhere and wind was going to them. Yet Jesus says to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter gets out of the boat and walks on the water while the wind is still going on. Now, it's interesting to think Jesus could have calmed that storm at any time. He definitely had the power to do it. When he got close to the boat, he could have made the storm, the water calm. And then Peter could have walked across calm water to him. I mean, that would be miraculous enough as it was. But he didn't stop the wind. And when Peter got out of the boat, the wind was still going. Now, why did Jesus keep the wind going? We know he could have stopped it. In fact, he does later. But he didn't. So so Peter is walking to Jesus with the wind and the waves going on in the middle of the storm. Jesus let Peter walk in the storm. We know the story when Peter took his eyes off Jesus, he started to sink. Still, Jesus did not calm the storm. He could have calmed the storm when Peter started to sink. He could have made the storm stop and everything get calm, but he didn't. What did he do? He took Peter's hand and walked with him in the storm. In fact, the storm wasn't calmed at all until Peter was back in the boat. When Peter got in the boat, then the wind died down and it was peaceful. And if we look at peaceful as a lack of storm, but it was peaceful when Peter was walking on the water too, wasn't it? Because he wasn't on it alone. Jesus walks with us in our storms. He's there to catch us when we sink. Like Peter, Peter started to sink. Jesus caught him. He's Jesus is there to catch us when we start to sink in our storm as well. We need to keep our eyes on him. Keep our eyes on Jesus. And he gives us his peace, even when the wind and waves are crashing all around us. Like I said earlier, peace in the midst of the storm. Jesus gives us that peace, not the absence of the storm. Peace is not the absence of the storm. It's the presence of Jesus in the midst of the storm. So another storm story from when I was younger, this time I was in high school, still very afraid of storms. And I grew up on a Christian campground. My parents were the manager caretaker of the campground. So there were camps that took place in my backyard, which is kind of fun. And a lot of times when there was a kid's camp, when I got old enough, I would serve as a counselor, a junior counselor for those kids. And one year I was serving as a counselor for the kids. And I was probably, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. And there was a storm, like a really bad storm, a bad enough storm that they had to gather everybody all the kids, everybody that was at the camp, and we all went to one central building. This was the storm protocol at that time. We went to this building, and we all waited in the building to wait out the storm. Now, I'm terrified of storms, but I have 10, 12 kids, about third through sixth graders, that I'm responsible for to help them stay calm. And that was one time when, in a literal storm, 
Jesus gave me peace because I was able to, along with some of the other counselors, we did some skits in front for them. We did all sorts of really silly things to keep their mind off of the storm that was going on around them until the storm had passed. And that was a time when Jesus gave me peace during a literal, (laughs) literal storm. But Jesus gives us that same kind of peace during the storms of our life that we're going through. So my question for you, what storm are you going through now? Are the waves crashing around you? Have you started to sink? Remember, Jesus is with you. He's reaching at his hand. He's helping you walk through whatever storm it might be. And while we don't know how long our storms will last, we can rest assured that Jesus will be with us through it all. Peter didn't know how long that wind was going to crash around him. He didn't even know if he got in that boat, the wind might still be going. But Jesus was with him, holding on to him, helping him, getting him through that storm. And I know a lot of you guys are going through, probably going through some storms that you don't see any end to at all. And maybe not even any end to them on this side of eternity. But remember that Jesus is there. He promises to give you peace. He's walking with you through it. Keep your eyes on him and let him be your strength. Now, what are some practical things? Because I always like practical things. Practical things you can do if you're going through a storm. And I've already said some of them. And one of them, like I said before, is keep your eyes on Jesus. Sometimes when we're going through the storms, that can be the hardest time of all to pray, to read your Bible, to even be in church. Because some of the storms we're going through, we don't want to be around other people, do we? We just kind of want to lock ourselves up in our room and just try to survive. But we need to really be intentional about spending that time with Jesus, especially in the midst of our storms, reading through through some things that can be encouraging, reading through the Psalms. I mean, the Psalms has every emotion imaginable. It's okay to read through those emotions, things that we might consider negative emotions, to read through them and to, to express those because Jesus wants us to. He wants us. He wants all of us. And that includes those emotions we might consider negative and those difficult times he He's there for you. So keep your eyes on Jesus. Be intentional. Intentional. <laughs> Be intentional about spending time with him in the middle of the storm, even if it's the last thing you want to do. Don't be afraid to express those fears and doubts. Peter was not afraid to express doubts. I mean, he was afraid. He had doubts. Jesus said, "Why do you doubt?" because he knew he had those doubts. He wasn't afraid to express how he felt in front of Jesus, and we shouldn't be either. And we shouldn't be afraid to express how we feel in front of other people as well. If you're going through a storm and it's difficult, you don't have to always be strong. You can rest, be weak in our weakness. He can be strong and he will help us. And it's okay to let certain people know that you're going through that storm and to express your emotions, what those raw, true, real emotions really are. And then pray. I said this before. Pray, even if you don't feel like it. Pray, 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 pray. And look for little things that can give you joy in your day. Even if it's something that is as little as the fact that you were able to get up in the morning and take a shower (laughs) and get out of bed. Look for those little things. But sometimes, if you can't think of anything at all, think about Jesus. That can, let him get you through that day. Let him be your joy. Just the fact that he loved you so much that he died for you, 
and that he wants you to be his child, that's something that can can give you joy and can help you, that you can rejoice in, that can help you as you're going through difficult times. Philippians 4, 4 through 7 also gives some very practical things to do if you're going through a storm. And it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love those verses. Practical things that we can do. We can rejoice. We can pray. We can try not to be anxious, but to turn everything when we start to worry, turn it over to the Lord and pray about it. When we start to get upset about things, be thankful. Let your request be made known to God. And when we do all that, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, the world doesn't understand. I say this a lot, you know, when, when, when people are going through tough times and when there's difficult storms and tough things going on, the world doesn't understand how we can be at peace. How can we be at peace when all the stuff is coming to us? And, you know, it's, it's because of Jesus. It's a peace that the world won't understand. It's something that he gives to us. It's a way that he helps us. He carries us. He gets us through it. He takes our hand when we're starting to sink and makes sure that we don't drown. And that's a promise that, that we can rely on every day of our lives, no matter what storm we are going through. So how do we teach this concept to our kids? This is a tough one because I know that I myself also am guilty of not wanting my kids to see when things are upset. You know, you want to protect them. You want to keep them sheltered in some way. You want them to be happy. But, you know, you can't really hide or gloss over tough times. It's not doing your kids any favor at all if something tough is happening, something difficult is happening to you or to a friend to go into a state of denial or to try to act like everything's fine and great. That's not going to help your kids to understand the peace that comes from Christ. So don't try to make things look better than they are. You know, you can talk to them, and we've done this before too, when, when people we know are going through tough times. We've said things like, you know, so-and-so is going through a really tough time right now, and we just need to be praying for them that they can experience the peace of Christ. And that's something you can do with your kids. And then the second thing is just pray together for people who are going through tough times. You all know them. You know people that are really struggling. So as a family, pray for that person. It doesn't have to be a long, really drawn out prayer. Just just pray for them. And when they come to your mind, pray for them. And help your kids pray for their friends that are going through a tough time. Their friends where their families are, are struggling. Help them pray for those people. And this kind of all rides on everything else, but talk about how life can be tough, but Jesus is always with us. You know, don't tell your kids that everything is always going to be great because everything's not, and that sets them up for a huge disappointment. Now, we don't want to go around and say everything's horrible. We're not Eeyore either, (laughs) but we do want to give them the honest truth, and that's the fact that no matter how tough life can get or life will get, Jesus is always with us, and we want to have that firm foundation. Remember, the the wise man built his house upon the rock, right? And the rains came tumbling down, and the rock on the house stood firm. We can sing that song with them, and we can say, you know what? That house stood firm, but let's not forget the storm was still crashing against that house. 
It wasn't that there was no storm. It was that they had a strong foundation. So let our kids know that there's storms that come. There's difficult times that come. But Jesus is always with us. He's the rock we stand on. Study Bible passages of people who experienced Jesus in hard times. People like Joseph, Job, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even the disciples and the apostles and the difficult time that they faced. Look at stories of people outside of the Bible, of the early martyrs, and of even people today. Talk with them about these people who are experiencing Jesus' presence in hard times and that we can experience Jesus' presence in those hard times as well. And then also allow them to experience and express their emotions when they're going through a hard time. Don't say something like, oh, no, God doesn't want us to be sad. Be happy. Be thankful. Be rejoicing. That kind of just, it's true that we need to rejoice, but it's not true that God doesn't want us to be sad. God created all our emotions, and he wants us to be honest with those emotions. And he never promised us a happy life, but he promised us joy and peace in the midst of it. And so help your kids. Allow them to experience emotion when they're going through a tough time, when they come home and tell you bad news or when they have something that's really tough, you can respond with, wow, that, that is really tough. That's a tough thing to have to deal with. Responding with something like that instead of just saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but you know, things will get better can make a big difference in letting them really understand what peace is and what it is to have the calmness in the middle of the storm. I'm going to end with one more storm story, and this one really has no reason whatsoever except that it's kind of a funny storm story because it shows that I still am kind of afraid of storms. So this storm story happened when we were working at a Christian camp, and it was the last day of camp. In fact, it was the evening when parents were going to come pick up their kids. Well, my husband would be the one responsible for getting all of the parents to get their kids and all of that stuff. And I wasn't. I had young kids. In fact, they were young kids and they weren't involved in Little League at that time. So we actually had a Little League practice. And I was with the kids at Little League practice and we were there. And as I'm with them, I'm watching this storm pull in and it's looking really, really bad. But the coaches are still practicing and I'm like, okay, it must be okay. They know something until someone drives past and yells out, hey, there's a tornado heading this way. <laughs> and everybody scattered. And I got the kids in the car and I got in the car and I had to drive home. And as I'm driving home, this storm is getting horrible and awful. And it's just coming all against us in the car. And we're driving and we're going these backcountry roads to get home. And I'm seeing like literally seeing debris coming in front of me. And I am scared to death. that I'm going to be in a tornado. So I'm going as fast as I can drive, like totally just wasn't trusting Christ, right? I was just, it was a horrible thing. So I'm driving as I'm driving home and I'm driving up the camp road and I don't see this or notice this, but my kids do. My husband is standing in the middle of the road and there's cars lined up and you know what he's doing? He's directing these cars to go in and he's telling them where to find their kids in the middle of a storm. I thought that was kind of a crazy thing to do, but I just want to get home. My house is up past the entrance to the camp. I want to get around. I want to get home. So I'm going, I'm flying through there and I fly through there and I find out later one of the kids is like, mom, that's dad. You almost hit dad with the car, which is true. I came very close to hitting my husband with the car as he was standing in the middle of the road in that storm. But all I wanted to do was get home to the safety of my house. I was scared. You know, don't we sometimes get that way when we are in the middle of a storm? We are scared. We are not thinking clearly. 
because all we can see is the storm around us and we even miss things that might be in the road, things that are there maybe to help us or maybe other things that we need to be paying attention to because we're so focused on just surviving the storm. But we need to remember that Jesus is our peace in the middle of the storm. And it's, he will help us not just to survive that storm, but to thrive. And he will use that storm for us, for, our, for his glory, and to accomplish what he wants to in our lives. We might not know what that is. It might not be something that we see this side of eternity. We don't know. But we just, we need to trust and we need to keep our eyes on Jesus, allow him to reach out and to help us when we start to sink and know that he will be and he is our peace. Thank you for joining me today and I will talk to you guys all next time. Goodbye.